Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hey, welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about food plots. Now, this is food plots for beginners, not just food plots for people that are new to food plots, but food plots for new hunters, people that are new to the sport, not just new to doing food plots. There is a huge body of knowledge and just a wealth of information available on food plots. Uh, you can go as deep as you want to go. Sky's the limit. You can do as much as you can handle or as much as you can afford. Some people do food plots to the level of, you know, hundreds of acres of manicured farm land, literally just planting beans and soybeans and corn and wheat and what have you not even ever gonna to, to harvest it for people it's just literally out there for deer um so there's there are there are extremes that you could go to uh, that is no way shape or form what i'm advocating or, or giving you guys advice to do for new hunters now there's two philosophies on food plots um, two prevailing philosophies on one hand the philosophy is you can't do too much the more food you put out there, the better. The more you feed the deer, the, be the better the herd, the bigger the antlers, the healthier the deer, the more they weigh, the more meat you get, on and on and on. Um, sky's the limit. The other side, the other philosophy is uh, food plants are cheating. Real hunters don't do, they don't hunt over food plots. They don't plant food plots. That you have nothing to do with any of that. You want your deer to be natural. You want the competition or the chase to be fair. And it's either all or nothing are the two main philosophies that I've run into. And I think that neither of those philosophies is realistic, right? Because for the, the person who says you can never have too much, well, there comes a point where the amount of resources that you're investing for this just becomes outrageous to the point where you could be buying hundreds of acres of land for the sole purpose of planting crops, getting complete farm equipment, and so on, uh, and, and, and planting every year for no purpose other than the deer, you know, re, uh, excuse me, real people can't afford that, right? The average person, the above average person, even the very high above average person can't afford that. That's not realistic. And on the other hand, that's also not natural either because the deer in the, in the wild are not going to eat like that. They're, you're, you're giving them too much human food 
you are giving them too much stuff that it's probably, you know, who knows what else is mixed in with that. That's not their regular diet. You, it, There's just all sorts of issues to go with. I think the number one I'm going to focus on, though, is financial, right? You, people can debate the other ones, but the bottom line is you can't afford that, especially if you're new to the sport. The, on the other hand, though, for the, the, no, the never food plot ever, folks, one of the number one ways, the reasons that deer move every day is to eat. Deer eat five times a day. Several in the evening or several at night, several during the day. They are always going from eating to something or something to eating. It is huge. No matter where you hunt deer, where they're going to eat has a part of it. Whether you planted it or not, whether it's natural or not, they are moving to and from food, and chances are human beings have modified that landscape. I know in my state, Pennsylvania, uh, the entire state of Pennsylvania has essentially has been deforested. There are no ancient growth forests in PA. The entire state was literally leveled to the ground on trees and replanted, some not as often ago as you would think. There is no nat- completely natural landscape, period. And chances are, wherever you hunt, there is some human influence on the landscape and on the food, whether it's people planting food for that purpose or not. There, there's, it's already been influenced. There's, there's, it's a fallacy to think there's 100% all natural. So, the, now, the, the place that I'm advocating for you guys is in the middle. And here's the idea. One, you don't have the resources or the budget or the time or possibly even the, just the willpower to plant acres and acres of food plots every year. And I'm not saying you should. If you want to, if you can, that's great, but that's not what I'm recommending. What I'm recommending is micro plots. Very small areas. An eighth of an acre, a quarter of an acre. A half acre would be a big one. Where you're planting uh, perennial items, things that are going to keep coming back year after year. You're not going to plant corn because corn comes up once and then you got to replant it next year, depletes the soil, you got to rotate it out, you become a farmer. I'm talking about planting things like clover, things like different mixes that have a variety of stuff, annual and perennial, that'll go to seed, even the annual stuff, and come back later. Something you plant once. And then you just manage it every couple years. Maybe you overseed a little after, you know, five or six years, or you might have to eventually do some work on it. But it's not something that you're planning food every year for animals instead of people. Um, the idea here now, people are saying, well, that's not going to feed the deer. That's not going to help them get through the winter. That's not going to give them the food that they need to grow bigger and this and that and the other thing. I'm not trying to do that. New hunters aren't trying to do that. You don't have the budget. You don't have the resources. You don't have the know-how. You don't have the equipment to even make an, an, an attempt at that. The reason that we're doing food plots is to help define deer movement and deer habits. We're not trying to plant enough food to help them grow bigger antlers. We're trying to plant enough food to get them to stop at our little eighth of an acre area on their way to dinner so that we can set up a trail cam and a tree stand on that travel corridor and that we can hunt them and we can help define herd movement. We're planning an eighth of an acre. Now get this, this is a big idea. 
I don't have time that I could do a whole episode on it, but I don't have time for it right now. This is a big idea. We're planting an eighth of an acre. So when those bucks get up at three or four in the afternoon during hunting season, they're going to walk to your little area. They're going to detour to your little area on your land or wherever you're hunting before they head out to their, their bigger dinner, their bigger meal after the sun goes down. And what that's doing is you are actually protecting those deer from other hunters, right? Bucks don't move a whole lot during the day most of the year. And they and they're gonna do they're gonna be a lot more cautious. They're gonna eat at night. There is only a few discretionary hours. And if you can get those deer on your property during that discre- those discretionary hours, then you not only can you hunt them, but you can protect them from other hunters. If that buck's gonna stand up at four o'clock and you can only hunt until five fifteen, where he goes during that hour and 15 minutes is going to determine what are the chances of him getting shot that year by somebody else. So if you can define deer movement, if you can give deer a reason to stay on your property, even if you only have a couple acres, or to stay in your spot if it's on public land that's secluded and only you know about, um, although you probably can't do food pots on public land, so... You know, but maybe somewhere you can. I don't know. But if you can keep deer protected from going off onto other someone else's property who wants to hunt them, just briefly, you're not trying to feed them for the day or for the week or for the month. It's just they're going to browse through your little area on their way to dinner. You are the appetizer. You are the nibble. You become the, the place that they stop once they wake up, or well, not wake up, but once they get up, they're going to they're gonna come to your area because your area is safer because you're not overpressuring that area and because your area is between where they're sleeping and where their main source of food would be. So they nibble at your area, the sun goes down, and then it doesn't matter where they go. It doesn't matter if they go to a field where a hundred other hunters are because it's dark and they're safe. And then in the morning, they get done eating and and doing what they do they come back the sun comes up they nibble a little bit on your food plot and then they go and lay down so you're protecting them during those couple of discretionary hours during the day where um you know they they would be somewhere and they could be getting shot so you're actually you can help advance them to the next age class by protecting the deer during those crucial moments and of course you can hunt the ones you want to hunt. So the idea here is to get a small area, a small clearing. And this can happen any number of different ways. Maybe you got a small field. Maybe a big tree comes down or a couple big trees come down, opens up some space, some canopy space, some light shines in. You can clear out the what's on the forest floor there. You can clear out the jaggers or whatever's growing there. And you can plant a little quarter acre eighth of an acre plot the idea here is to do as little as you possibly can using the simplest of tools that you can in order just to 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 sort of cultivate that area so what do you need to do the 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history designed by john browning the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the u.s military from 1911 to 1985 while colt produced the original Almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, 
and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. So I'm thinking for you guys, chances are you're going to have to clear an area, whether it's brush or a couple trees come down or you take down a couple trees just to open up some sunlight and you have to go and clear some space. So you can use a weed eater. Uh, if you have a brush hog, of course, that'll work. Weed whacker. Uh, I'm gonna recommend probably the, the easiest thing for most people that could, to use would be a weed whacker with either line on it or with a blades on it. And then you can go out there and you can just hack through that brush, hack through whatever's on the, the floor there, the forest floor, clear that stuff out. The idea is you want to get as close down to the dirt as you possibly can. Uh, whatever you can do to get down to raw dirt, just to expose the dirt. Um, if you're in an area where you could actually burn and that's safe and legal and you can do it responsibly and you could clear a quarter of an acre like that, that would be probably the easiest. But I'm literally saying get in there with a weed whacker, trim it down to the dirt, as close to the dirt as you can get, and then you want to get in there, you want to rough that area up. Now maybe you got a tractor, like a lawnmower, or you've got a quad, an ATV, or something like that that you can pull, you know, uh, you can drag something behind you that'll tear up the dirt. Not necessarily farm equipment. Maybe you got a tiller, a walk-behind tiller you can use. Maybe you got a tiller you can hook up to a tractor or a quad. Or you go out there with a rake, and you just rake it up. You don't need to to break up 12 inches of soil, you don't need to, to go through all the work as if you were planting, you know, your garden or, or a field or something like that. You just need to get some bare dirt visible. Uh, and then all you're going to do is you're going to seed into that bare dirt. Now, I'm going to recommend the simplest thing I think you can plant that's going to be the easiest to care for, require the least maintenance, would be clover. And there's lots of different clover blends. You can look into what's more popular or grows better in your state or, or area. But I'm going to say simplest place to start is clover. There's so many things you could plant. You can go to the food plot aisle. Of, and there are aisles of any big box store. You can look online for food plant mixes and stuff like that. I'm just giving you the, the first step, and I would say, if you've never done this before, if you're thinking about what to do, plant clover. Now, here's the reason. Clover is actually incredibly nutritious for deer. Turkey also like it. Some other game like it, too. It's high in protein. It has high nutritional value. It's, it grows. It comes back. It's thick. It'll, it'll give good ground cover. It'll inhibit other things from growing weeds and grasses so it'll help keep your food plot a food plot it'll help keep your clearing a clearing it'll help keep other things from coming up and taking over it and deer love it so i would recommend if you're just getting started you know plant an eighth of an acre quarter of an acre of clover 
and just seed it heavy into the dirt, come back over with a rake and just rake it in to the dirt a little bit so it gets some cover and then just let it go. You may want to come back a couple weeks, maybe do some another round of seeding depending on how it comes up. But if you plant it and you get some rain and it starts to come up, it won't take long for that stuff to take and then bam, you've got a food plot. Now remember, the goal is not to keep deer fed. The goal is to give deer a place to nibble on their way. You are like a rest stop on their way to dinner. So they're gonna stop by there, they're gonna munch on some clover, then maybe they're gonna go to, to an ag field for dinner at nighttime, eat whatever they can get, or they might go into a neighborhood and eat people's flowers. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter where they go at nighttime, you wanna give them a place to, to stop and munch where they're safe, either in the afternoon or in the morning. Now, things to keep in mind for your beginner food plot. You wanna have cover, if at all possible, all around the food plot. You wanna have cover, you wanna have brush, you wanna have trees. If you got nothing, you can plant tall grass, you can plant switchgrass, which will stay up all winter long, um, which will grow six to eight to nine feet tall and give deer cover. The reason is deer wanna feel safe. They wanna feel safe, they wanna not see people, they wanna feel hidden from predators. And that's what'll get them to come there during the daylight hours, bucks especially, instead of going wherever they're gonna go where someone else can shoot them. Now, people make a huge mistake when it comes to these little micro food plots and they hunt the food plot. I recommend you do not hunt the food plot. Instead, hunt the travel corridors going to and from the food plot. Hunt the travel ways. The reason's this, if you hunt the food plot and you're there too much and you put too much pressure on the food plot, you're gonna push deer away and they're gonna only come there in the, when it's dark. It's gonna become a nocturnal food plot. You don't wanna do that. If you're, or if you're gonna hunt it, only hunt it once or twice a year. I recommend you hunt the travel lanes to and from the food plot. Maybe you cut those out, maybe you define those. Maybe you help make that the path of least resistance. And then you hunt the travel corridors. And you have a couple different stands around the area, not just 10 feet from the food plot. But you, you hunt the coming in or the going out or the, the different ways in. You watch your wind and you don't put pressure on the actual food plot so deer always feel safe there. Because here's the bottom line. You don't need to hunt the food plot. The deer have to get to the food plot and then get out of the food plot. They, they can't get there unless they, they walk there. So no matter what, they're gonna have to walk there and you wanna hunt that walking. That's where you're gonna get the most mileage out of your food plot. If you've hunt the food plot too much, deer will start only coming there at nighttime. It defeats the purpose. But the idea here is real simple. It is get a real small piece of ground. You don't need to own 100 acres to do this. Get a, get a quarter of an acre or an eighth of an acre. Plant something simple, something that's gonna that's gonna give deer something they can eat well into the hunting season. I recommend clover is a great place to start. There's mixes out there. Part clover, part five other things. Um, you know, look at whatever you want. See what grows good in your area. Do some poking around. See what's gonna be perennial, what's not, what'll grow back, what, what, what won't. You don't need to plant a lot. You know, what, what, how much does the seed cost to plant of an eighth of an acre of clover? I don't know, 10 bucks, if that. You're talking cheap and you don't have to do it every year. 
you just sort of keep up with it from time to time. Every few years, you might have to go in there and do a little work, but it, it takes care of itself for the most part. So that's my advice to you guys on beginner food plots, where to start. The whole idea being give deer a protected place they can go, a place that they can pause on their way to and from. You are the rest stop on the highway and you're hunting the highway, not the rest stop, right? Because you got to think about that. If the rest stop, people are afraid to go there, they're not going to go there. But if you're hunting the highway, they're not, they're not looking for you on the way to the rest stop, right? Just think about it in human terms. You get out of the car at a rest stop on the highway, you look all around in every direction. What's around? What can I see? Well, you're on the highway, you're only looking straight ahead. And, and, and that applies to deer in a measure. When they're walking to the food plot, they're not stopping and staring and, and just going in circles, looking in every direction up into the trees. They're usually walking to where they're going. They're looking where they're going. They might look around a little bit, but once they're at the food plot, they got nothing to do but eat and look around. So when you're hunting at the food plot, there's a much higher chance of you being spotted, of your presence being detected, of you spooking deer than when they're traveling. Because one, they're moving. They're not quite as alert. They're making some noise, right? They're, they're moving through all different kinds of smells. But when they're stationary, they hear everything because they're not making any noise. They smell whatever comes to them, right? They're not moving through different bands of scent and whatever else they encounter in the forest. It's only what's coming into them. So it's a lot easier to spook them when they're on the food plot. So you want to just, just, just a snack. That's all you're thinking about planting. You're spending 10 bucks using whatever tools you already have, can borrow or can get at the hardware store for 10 bucks. And you are just giving them a little snack in order to help define deer movement so you can hunt that movement. So I hope that's helpful to you guys. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com for the show notes, more information, other shows. Uh, Till next time, God bless you guys and go get them in the woods. wild game in wild places tune in to hunt stand presents saturdays at 8 30 p.m eastern waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment you want to succeed you want to fish you want to be one of the greatest tune in to west marines life on the water presented by costa custom boats every saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m eastern on waypoint tv